0: Welcome to the Sovereign Society Podcast, a sacred lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, soulful business mentor, kundalini yoga teacher, and modern medicine priestess who's on a mission to anchor heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week as I'll be sharing with you real talk conversations with some of my favorite sacred disruptors, modern mystics, and soulpreneurs. We are a collective of conscious creators who understand that life is happening for us, not to us. As our contribution to the evolution of humanity, we are honored to share with you all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to activate your legacy. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the Sovereign Society podcast. Prepare yourself because the journey to reclaim your power awaits. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you the medicine of this episode with Erin Stutland. And this is a really great one because, to me, she's living proof of what it means to be a badass boss Bay mama and to see how she is slaying the game with her business and just published her book mantras in motion and she's raising a toddler i am just so inspired by her if you know me i am so passionate about conscious parenting and conscious conscious families and you know i we both agreed that it starts with us and it starts with us doing the work and to you know be aware of how we treat these children between the first developing ages of zero and seven and how the subconscious mind is formed and how they're a sponge and being such a strong woman, she is setting such a beautiful example for her daughter. And I'm just, like I said, I'm so grateful for this conversation and to be sharing with you with you this episode. So in the world of what it means to be multi-passionate, it really takes time and commitment, failure and success to really be able to navigate through various parts of what it means to be a mama in the world of spiritual entrepreneurship. And Erin's showing it, she's living proof of it. And I, like I said, just seeing how she's allowing herself to take care of herself while raising her daughter and having this thriving business, it shows what's possible. And as with anything we, do, we endure in life, it's really, the a journey, you know, and we have to navigate through this journey and along the way we learn these practices and the tools that can support us and with Erin, I know she's passionate about movement and mantra. She fitness instructor, former dancer, a yoga teacher, she gets it. and she's really here to help us understand how we can manifest what we want through mindful movement. And you know, I just, like I said, I, I'm so looking forward to see how more and more people are being mindful and moving their bodies and moving the energy and what this is going to bring in our future and the the what we're creating it's so exciting and i just feel like we've been going through the shit lately because we've had to really purge a lot of what's in our energetic body to really make space for what's coming because you know we all have really big goals and we all have really big dreams and we've all been doing the work and so this is just part of the evolution this is just part of the rebirth and as we're approaching spring up here in the northern hemisphere this is just a really great time to really take care of yourself. Be aware of how you speak to yourself. Be aware that the resistance, the negative self-talk can come up to the surface and it takes you to shift your reality, shift your mindset on how you can begin to see things differently. So, you know, this is an opportunity for you, especially if you are a conscious entrepreneur who has a family or wants to raise a family, this episode is really here to support you. And we want you to know that anything is possible. You just have to keep following your joy. And so this is your time to really go for it and know that spirit has your back and your worst enemy is yourself. So be aware of that, be kind to yourself, allow yourself to be present and allow yourself to be conscious of the words that you're saying. So in this episode, Erin and I, we talked about how to navigate through all facets of life to really get shit done, understanding the key to manifestation, shifting your mindset around exercise and fitness to align with your highest self, and the importance of honoring you through conscious motherhood, as well as, like I said, the resistance, meditation through the form of conscious writing, and the importance of building your email list, and the evolution of social media so that's something i really want you entrepreneurs to understand is that we can't just put all of our eggs in one basket with instagram and blame the algorithm it's i think it's the universe saying like hey steer direction and other things So maybe that's coming through right now because it's mercury retrograde and this has just been a really this retrograde is going to be a time of like really diving in deep and going within And, uh, you know, what can you do to really start getting your systems and your structures and things in order? Uh, Uranus just moved into Taurus, which is a lot about money uh, and having the whole systems change. So I think we're all understanding like, hey, this energy is here to support us to really get our ducks in a row to really get our shit together so that we can really unleash our medicine in the world. So... I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode and to help you really experience your conscious reality and beyond with Erin Stutland. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm super excited because I've got Erin Stutland here, and she just released her newest book, Mantras in Motion. Congratulations! It's, it's Thank you so much. Accomplishment and the book writing process is. It takes a time. It takes time, and it takes commitment and focus, and I would love to hear how that whole experience was for you.
1: It's, a, yeah, it's a journey. I um. I mean, the reality is, is this is information content that I've been teaching and learning and uh, digesting and tinkering with for the past, you know, 10 plus years, so it is interesting to take all of that content and distill it down to as much as 60,000 words sounds like a lot, it's like, how do you take the best of what you've been teaching and learning over the past 10 plus years? Um, and so I had been working on some of the concepts and ended up getting a a book deal right when I found out that I was pregnant. Um, and so I was, I was, uh, growing and and, and writing a book at the same time. Um, so it was a pretty, it was a
0: pretty amazing process to say the least. Well, it's amazing because you're also a Gemini, so it's like you are you could have the two, <laughs>
1: totally. two
0: going on. You have the birth of the baby and the birth of your other baby of your book.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I love fellow Gemini sisters, and yeah. it's interesting because, you know, as Geminis, we are so in the air. We're, like, multi-passionate, and we can be all over the spectrum. So how have you, like, found yourself really capable and able to get grounded to get shit done. Now, especially (laughs) on top
1: of. Yeah, I I certainly, um, you know, have experienced many levels of not getting shit done. You know, (laughs) I, my my background was, you know, I was an artist as a dancer and an actor and, you know, there were many, many years in there that felt as though I was kind of spinning my wheels, having, you know, ideas and wanting to create things and sort of feeling like I was spinning my wheels. And it really was when I started to implement a lot of this work, obviously, that I teach in Mantras in Motion of how to take some of these really powerful concepts that we learn, um, you know, we learn them if you're in any, if if you're in the live your best life space, or you're looking to live your best life, or in the wellness space, or you're looking to kind of heal certain things in your life, you you know this information. This information is very intellectual. You read the books, you've got it. But, um, you know, I was reading the books, but for whatever reason, the concepts weren't like landing in my body. And um, it's when I really started to take some of these concepts and put them into motion and use what I knew from dance and from acting and from performing. And how do you get these concepts? How do I help other people who, you know, are not performers or not dancers? How do I help them get some of these really powerful concepts into their, into their body um, so that there's really no space for negativity to exist through movement.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting, what came through when you are saying that is I feel like there's so many people, myself included, who are like um, serial course takers. Like we keep totally. all of these, like, especially in the world of wellness, if you're growing as a wellness entrepreneur, you're taking all these courses and different things. And, it's not going to work if you don't embody it and it's not going to work right. if you're actually like, like you said, taking the concepts, you can be committed to doing the work and like doing all the worksheets and watching all the videos. But then it's, the next piece is like taking it into action. Like it, that's the key to manifestation, right? It's like, people totally. think, Oh, I want this. And then it comes like this. It's like, no, it's the action and the movement that right. really allows the manifestation to come into fruition.
1: Yeah, and I think people don't realize how, you know, I can't remember the exact number, but let's say we, th- we think 90,000 thoughts a day, and 75% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we, th- we thought the day before. So we don't realize how ingrained our thinking and being is. And so when you want to create something or manifest something new in your life, it is going to require that you think and be in a way that you've never been before, and so it's, it requires more than just thinking about it. It requires that you really create change on a cellular level. Otherwise, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what what I hope to help people achieve.
0: Yeah, and I think a of part of that is also making that space by, like, I'm a huge advocate of the importance of doing trauma work and shadow work in order to clear out, to make space that you can bring the new in. Because what it is you're manifesting is like a level up of your human right. experience. So you have yeah. to be able to cultivate that space through doing the work. That's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you have to, you know, through that healing of the trauma, like you mentioned, or through the shadow work, like you have to go into it. You have to get into, you know, what are the beliefs that you have formed as a result of a trauma or as a result of your upbringing? What are the things that you believe about yourself and about the world and how do you, you know, uproot those beliefs and then not just uproot them, but plant new, more powerful beliefs Mm -hmm. um, and get those new. So uproot it and then get the new, more powerful beliefs replanted into Mm -hmm. your
0: body as well. And then part of that nourishment of the soil is like by moving your body so that you're moving and shifting that cellular memory. I know for me, like growing up with a lot of depression, um, there was a point where like, I hated exercise. Like I hated doing it, but it wasn't until I found the thing that I loved, which was yoga and Pilates that I started to like actually enjoy working out because I could see like, oh yeah, my body's up leveling because it's, I'm bringing my body to the version of me. I see myself being as embodying what it is I'm manifesting. And yeah, I know you right. a lot about that too with like exercising and helping us like really, get out of that mindset that like exercising is like a punishment and seeing it more as an opportunity to like love and nourish and honor yourself.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think things are really, I, I'm happy to say and to report that I believe that things are really starting to shift, particularly in even the fitness industry. You know, when I started teaching in the fitness industry, it was, and this is why I created what I created again, this is 10 years ago that you know, the conversations that you were hearing in fitness classes was about like, you got to burn the calories from the pizza you ate last night. And you got to get the six pack abs and the the buns of steel or whatever, whatever it was. And, you know, coming from a background of dance, I, at the time when I stopped dancing professionally, I was doing yoga and then I was doing fitness classes. And what I loved about the yoga was the connection, was the breath, was the intention. But what for me was missing in yoga was like, the joy, the playfulness, the choreography, the music, the like funky music, you know, the, the stuff that like what the dancer in me, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that. Then I would go to the fitness classes and I wasn't getting any of the stuff that was so delicious from yoga because it was all this conversation around body and, you know, and punishment. And I really wanted to create something that was about moving your body in a fun and joyful way. And that it had nothing to do with your body's transformation. Although. That is a side effect, as I'm sure you've experienced as well, is when you start to move your body from a place of joy, and you actually like what you're doing, and you you find um, empowering thoughts through your movement, um, you, first and foremost, in each individual workout or movement session, you will be able to go longer because you are enjoying it. And furthermore, you will want to keep coming back to it because you are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And this is when your body will actually change. You know, you always hear people say like, I wasn't even trying and I lost 30 pounds. Well, that's because they found joy and, and began to trust their bodies through a process. Um, and that's, I believe, like the greatest kind of transformation you can possibly have.
0: Yeah. And what a lot of people don't even understand too is that the body is actually one muscle and that how it's all interconnected. So a lot of even that trauma or that pain is stored in our cellular, me- so cellular memory. So then, you know, you can be working out one thing and it can be triggering a whole other thing that can be really uh, transmuting those lower frequencies, you know, and are mm-hmm. really vulnerable spaces. So it's really interesting to also hear the conversation and deeper sense of awareness, thanks to technology about how the body works and I like, I'm hearing more and more people talk about like the fascia and like a lot of empaths and stuff are really being, uh, it's like being recommended, like you need to go do like get a fascia massage because that's where yeah. a, that thin layer that's covering the whole body where all of the shit is just being stored.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta get in there. It's, um, you know, to create real change in your life is more than just an intellectual
0: um, process. Mm -hmm. so I also want to talk because okay so you have the book you have this new baby you run a business like what are you doing right now to find that balance and to take care of like slaying your business taking care of the self-care and being present with your new baby like how are you finding all of this kind this balancing act in motion right now
1: You know, it's, um, in all honesty, it's, it's not easy. It's really not. It's hard and it's, um, and it's different every day. So, you know, for me, my, my priority right now is her and time spent with her connection with her, you know, make sure that she's nurtured and cared for. Um, and so that's my priority. And then everything kind of flows out of that at the moment. Um, obviously, my own self care has, has risen up on the priority scale. You know, I think the first year of motherhood, it's like self care. What's that? Like, I it really, it's so hard to squeeze in. You you squeeze in, you know, five minutes here and there. And I am an advocate for squeezing in those five minutes here and there. But it's, it takes um, for me. It took uh, almost a year, like about nine months, to kind of come back to myself after having a baby. Of like, oh right, there I am. You know, who is that? Like, who am I now? And who am I emerging as? As a mother, and you know, I'm still emerging now. My daughter is um, almost 14 months, and um, you know, you're still like emerging and discovering yourself. And then it also reflects in your business. You know, who am I now in this business? What is it that I want to say? What's important to me? What what do I want to teach? What do I need to learn? Um, How much time do I want to spend working on my business? And I certainly don't have all of the answers, but um, I know for me, this this year coming up, 2019 is really about streamlining everything in my life as much as possible because I think you know as a mother you just you like time the idea of having like I I think about before I had a kid I'm like what the hell was I doing with all my time you know you just you have you have a lot more time that you and sometimes you waste time which is absolutely okay when you don't have like you you have a lot more time to kind of just like dick around a little bit which is great like you should you don't need to be doing stuff all the time but you have you have you have like zero of that you have zero time to um I find like very little time to have this, idea, like this sense of like flow in your life. You know, when you don't have responsibility, you kind of be like, well, I've got, I don't know, an hour. I'm just going to see where the hour takes. Me. That was sort of how I lived before. I, I can't do that now. I have to be much more strategic about what I do with my time. So it's about streamlining and simplifying and getting re- really clear on my yeses and very clear on my noes so that I do have time for self-care because I think it's really, really important.
0: Yeah. And then when you create that structure too, that's how you allow the energy or the creativity to flow too. And a lot of people don't really understand that, but I feel like it's also been a lot more of the conversation that's happening right now. is like people are really understanding like, oh yeah, I need to actually set this time to like do this, do this, like bulk content or what can we do to really like make the most of our time? Because I also see like there's a wave of people not really wanting to be on social media or their computers as much because as you said with your daughter like I think we as a society are craving presence and I think for so many years like you walk down the street and everyone's on their damn phone or you walk and like people are at dinner and they're all talking on their phone and I think there's a huge shift that's happening right now like I just did a 40-day social media sabbatical And with that, it's like been really challenging for me to even want to be on social media. It's great. Um, Because it taught me like takes 40 days to shift the subconscious, which is also formed between the ages of zero and seven. So your daughter is watching all of your habits now and she's feeling that energy and it's setting that. So I think this is kind of the conversation that we're having because this is how we're setting precedent for the generations to come because technology is still relatively new. in Mm the in our in the wellness field in life as it is and so we're still trying to figure out that balance with technology and presence as well and work and health
1: yeah and and it's um you know it's not easy I you know I really commend you for taking that time I hope that you know what you say is is true and correct that people are really that there is this wave I know for myself I've I remove um, Instagram from my phone, I I put it on in the morning so I can post something and then I remove it for the rest of the day so that I'm not constantly just going and and checking it. Um, Mm -hmm. For the same reason, I really want to be present in my life. And I want to even be, you know, especially with having a daughter, I think I I think about, um, you know, because there's times that we're in the car with her. And I think about myself as a child in the car. And you know, there were long drives, like my family and I, you know, we drove to Florida, we drove to Washington, DC one time we, you know, there were these long drives and what were my brother and I doing in the backseat of the car? Nothing. We were sitting there maybe listening to music or my parents are really great about doing like books on tape, but, um, and they were tapes,
0: but you know, they they were actually a big box, like six tapes because you had to keep flipping and switching. Exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I think about that, I think about sometimes with, um, you know, when my daughter's in the car and she's, you know, melting down, she's just a baby. And, you know, sometimes the instinct, my husband would be like, just do you want to just let her watch like Sesame street real quick. And I'm like, no, like she has to learn how to just be with it, be with it. You know what I mean? Like, she's just fussing. She's just like, is, wants to get out of the car or maybe she's hungry or maybe she's thirsty. So we'll give her, you know, but I, I think about that. As she grows up as a child that I don't want her to be in the backseat and be watching something and sort of because I felt like those hours spent in a car looking out the window were incredibly valuable daydreaming times and maybe I was bored you know maybe I was really bored but I also was I remember coming up with stories and ideas during that time and so bringing it back to present day I find that I want more of that like I want, it's okay to be bored. It's okay to have space. It's okay to sit and sort of like, and do nothing for, mm-hmm. you know, three minutes,
0: God forbid. Definitely. Yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm huge on this mission of cultivating a conscious generation. And I do feel that the generation of kids before the ones that have come in in the last like two, three years or so, like they are so connected to their phones, you know, and a lot of them yeah. don't know what life is like without it. and. Yeah my generation's the last generation to really understand what life is like pre and post technology. So I feel like the, like the, the new wave of kids that are coming through are coming from parents that are a little more awake to what's happening. They're a little more woke. They've been doing the work. Like a lot of them like had this massive transition of figuring out who they were like post 2012. So a lot of people were like really hit with it and The more and more I talk to my friends that are pregnant or having babies, they're very conscious about, um, you know, the whole conversation around like toxic masculinity and how do we also have, um, you know, dads or boys allowing boys to cry and not be like big boys don't cry, you know, like having a lot of these conversations that are also shaping children to allow themselves to express their emotions, what they're Mm -hmm. feeling, allowing them to be rather than what the society has kind of said for decades on what it means to be a boy or what it means to be a girl. So I would love to hear what you're feeling with um, how you're helping navigate and, you know, being able to bring that balance for, and that education even to your daughter at such a young age.
1: I mean, it's, you know, I certainly don't, you know, your first, as a first time parent, there's, there's so much to navigate, you know, that has like nothing to do with like, you know, should she watch Sesame Street or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, especially the first year you're, you're literally just trying to like do the best you can survive, make sure that she's fed, like make sure that she's sleeping, like really bare bones, basic things. Yeah. So I think um, it's not, of course, that I don't think about it. Like, of course, I think about it in terms of the products that I use and, you know, the things that we do with her. And, you know, every night when I'm holding her before she goes to bed and I'm nursing her, you know, I'm whispering things in her ear like, you are loved, you are safe, you are powerful, Mm -hmm. you are perfect. And I'm so glad you chose me as your mom. It makes me emotional to say. Uh, It makes me cry. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I, I say those things to her every night because I want... I want that to be a part of her, you know, subconscious. I I want that to be a part of her. Um, So certainly there are things that I'm, that I am doing because they are a part of my life and a part of my own transformation. And then, you know, I think it's when they get, I think like we're just kind of starting to emerge from the cocoon of like newborn land. Now, I mean, she's certainly not, she's a toddler now, but now you're now that she's integrating more in society, I think now I'll begin to become aware of some of these choices that I can make and start to instill in her but hopefully i'm doing them just because that's who i am you know you're like doing a great
0: job mama <laughs> thank you thank yeah. you yeah so i want to talk about that about the power of our words and when it comes not even just when it comes to manifestation but also with our own levels of self-love um, you know mm-hmm. a lot of people like i i really try to help people understand like don't be like i'm trying be like no you're doing it you know and just really being aware of giving yourself the credit of what you're doing you know and i think a lot of us beat ourselves up if we're not seeing the results as rapidly as we want to again being in a social media world where we can google everything and it's instant now and the people don't really people i feel like people have forgotten that it takes a process to manifest and that it's all unfolding as it should on divine time and it's just like Also making sure that your body is able to sustain what it is you're manifesting. So I know your whole book is about mantras in motion, and you're very passionate about it. So I just would love for you to talk about the power of words.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think our words are so uh, important. You know, what we tell ourselves, how we speak to ourselves, you know, in this world of having so many conversations every day on social media, text message, commenting on this, that and the other. We forget that the most powerful and influential conversation that we have is actually the one we have with ourselves. So we can say that it's the, converse, you know, we can say that it's the media and that's a part of it. Most certainly we can say that it's, you know, the, in, the thing that we're seeing on Instagram. And of course that's a part of it because you're seeing it and It's becoming part of your self-conscious, but we need to take some responsibility here. So when you see that thing on Instagram, what Are you buying into what? Are you believing about it? What are you telling yourself is the truth about what it is that you're seeing? You know, are you seeing somebody's perfect, uh, glossy life? And are you saying to yourself, Oh, I wish my life were like that, or you know, their life is so perfect? Well, you need to stop and have a different conversation. You're not having a very deep and profound conversation with yourself, you're having a very reactive conversation, even with yourself. So, in that moment, you need to stop and say, You know, wow, they probably do have you know, some beautiful things happening in their life. And this is a small snippet of it. And they're also human and they have real shit going on like me. You know, I wonder what that shit is. Like, I'm curious about what somebody should have said. Yeah, let's not... just talk about our shit. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But so, but I think we have to really take charge of the, of our inner dialogue, of our inner conversation. You know, I, I, um, the other day, I just wrote a blog post on this, I was invited to come on to Cheddar TV, which is an online streaming uh, news channel and talk about the book. And I've done, um, I've been talking about this stuff uh, for, like I said, 10 years, I've hosted um, a TV show for the past two years where I literally have to speak. But it's like, I'd like this is like media stuff. That is what I do. And I'm telling you that because as I was getting ready to go, I was in this conversation with my head. Like it went sort of like this. It was like, what should I wear? Should I wear this shirt or that shirt? Oh, wait, I don't think I like either of these shirts. Shit, I don't like this shirt. Oh my God, what am I going to wear? I'm not going to look good on camera. What if I don't know what I'm talking about? What if I don't speak succinctly? What if I sound like an idiot? What if I don't know how to answer their questions? Oh my God. And then sort of that whole dialogue a ended. a spiral. And it ended with the statement, I hate this, why do I do this to myself? Why do I put myself in a position that I have to go on and do media, okay? And the minute that last beat of the conversation hit the airwaves in my head, I was like, oh, right, this is resistance. This is your brand of resistance. Like when you get closer, like here I was about to go on, you know, a national uh, online program to talk about a book, so it means I'm getting closer to spreading my message, living my dream, all that good stuff. And the closer I get, the more resistance I face. And for me, my brand of personal resistance, and everyone has their own beautiful, unique brand, my brand is sort of like angry complaining. You know, I get angry complaining and I get like, and I get it towards myself, like, why did you do this to yourself? I hate this, you know? And the minute I sort of dropped into that last beat, I was like, oh, this is resistance. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is what's going on here. But it took me having a level of awareness of my internal conversation to say, okay, this is what's going on, this is, this is my resistance and sort of switch the channel and switch to a different conversation, a more positive conversation. Oh, I'm powerful, I know what I'm talking about, I was born to do this, I'm an expert, I've been talking about this stuff for 10 years, you know, like, like get more back into my flow because the truth was is once I arrived at the studio, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I love this stuff, like I'm great, at you know, this is fun for me, this is like what I love to do. But for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, that 30, 40 minutes, an hour beforehand, I'm like freaking out. And I think this is um, totally normal and this is, everybody experiences it. I wrote a chapter on releasing resistance in the book because no matter who you are, whether you're Meryl Streep or, you know, Will Ferrell, who, you are going to experience resistance as you move closer to your dream. Mm-hmm. And your job is to begin to recognize your brand of resistance, your internal conversation and and find ways. And of course I give ways in the, in the book to, uh, to work with it so that you can flow, flow into action
0: and movement. Incredible. Yeah. And even that resistance, because it's coming up to be healed and transmuted, it's an opportunity for you to infuse that self-love for yourself and to listen to what you need. And maybe that resistance is coming back from a trigger from something of your past where you thought, where you were told you weren't enough you know, as a kid, maybe on the schoolyard or whatever it is, like, those are always periods of understanding that that resistance is coming up for you, and it's not happening to you, and I think that's a huge mind shift, too, is being able to understand, like, okay, this is happening because this is part of, like you said, the next stage of my evolution, the next stage of me Actualizing and experiencing what it is I want, and I think again, it's it goes back to presence. It's that opportunity for you to just be present with like that inner child within you, and letting yourself know, like, hey, it's okay, and listening to what it has to say, and then sharing, like, well, is that really true? You know, that's that, right. You know, and I think a lot more people, as you do the as you do the work, it becomes you can switch quicker. You know, it's that's like right. that everyone, like you said, everyone experiences, the difference is, is as you've done the journey, and you've done the work, you can shift out of it quicker. So you're not in that spiral for like days, months, weeks, you know what I mean? Like that's, Absolutely. I think that's part of the thing that people also have to understand is that like in a world where we see everyone's like highlight reel, like we're all just doing our best. We all have our own shit that we're working through. And that's something I'm passionate about is just to help people like honor all facets of their human experience and know that it's okay to be vulnerable and real when those moments come and that it's fine. Like it's not going to fuck up your manifestation. If anything, it's just that opportunity for you to like learn the lesson. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. It's your opportunity to heal. So I also want to ask when you have those moments, like I know you're passionate also about um, stream of conscious writing. So would you say that that's a huge part of what you do to proclaim that you're ready to like transmute that, what you want, like how have you seen that helping you overcome resistance and overcome uh, the challenges or the blocks that we face as we're in the process of actualizing our desires?
1: Yeah, I think for me, journaling has been huge. Uh, Stream of conscious writing has been huge. I've been doing the morning pages, which are, uh, Julia Cameron talks about it in her book, The Artist's Way. Um, And I've been doing them since I was 18 years old. I have books, books and books full of morning pages that I, you know, you don't really go back and read them. But um, it's basically three pages of stream of conscious writing. Nowadays, I am lucky if I can get in like one or one and a half pages just because of time. Um, and I, they don't always happen right first thing in the morning, that's for sure. But um, they still are. Yeah, it's a way to clear. It's it's uh, my form of meditation. I like to do meditation. I've been doing now more meditation in the evening to help me unwind from bed. Um, but I find that writing in the morning is really a powerful form of meditation. And quite honestly, the first, you know, half of a page, three quarters of a page. Sometimes the whole first page is just total crap. You know, it's like, nothing. it doesn't make sense. I'm just writing. I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. I've got nothing good to say. And I kind of just keep going with that until you get to like a little nugget and you start to kind of clear the cobwebs from the brain, the mind, the body. And I think some really powerful things could emerge. So I'm a huge advocate of the morning pages. Um, you'll hear me talk about them again and again, when people are like, what's a good tool? Like. I have like, I have like three tools and that is always one that I would offer people.
0: Incredible. Yeah. And then that's even, it's amazing what you find. I remember my professor in college, he had us do that before every class. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was my social psychology class and he had us, yeah, because I have my minor in sociology. So he had us do that before every class and like he would hit his like Tibetan bowl and We'd have to go and meditate and focus on what we wanted and then journal.
1: It's amazing. I mean, I used to, so the reason when I started doing it, I was, like I said, I was about 18 years old and I was in came to New York to do a dance program. And at the time I was this, you know, small dancer in this big world of really incredible dancers. And I was so um, intimidated quite frankly by all this talent that was around me. And I would, you know, kind of be in the room and feel intimidated and I felt like I wasn't getting the combinations and I wasn't picking things up fast enough and I would, um, so what I did, I would write in my morning pages every day before I went to dance class and I would write everything from, you know, I pick up combinations easily and effortlessly, I see movement and I get it, I stand at the front of the room, I feel confident in my body, I see movement, and I get it, I pick up combinations easily and effortlessly. And it really, I transformed as a dancer that summer by doing those morning pages before I went, because what happened was, is I would clear out all the stuff before I went into class so that when I got to class, I was present, I was available. There was none of that internal dialogue that we've been talking about that was sort of blocking my view from receiving the information from the teacher and um it, you know i cleared out those those blocks so that i was really there and available so that i could really see movement and then put it into my body very quickly and it became one of my greatest strengths as a dancer so i think that's awesome your teacher had you do that i i recommend people do that before a class before an audition before a meeting before
0: they want to write a blog post before they write like it's a warm up it's a warm up mm-hmm. cuz yeah you get all the shit out of the way so then you're like prime time like in that space and you're already in that consciousness right you can allow yourself to be that vessel where you're sharing your medicine and you're sharing your truth yeah so when you first started as a dancer did you know that this would be what you wanted to do
1: uh i have always been a um so so I started dancing from a very young age and I love dance it was nothing that it was something that my mom never you know made me do it was she always gave me the option I always wanted to go I always wanted to go to dance class I always wanted to keep doing more things and keep doing more shows and more classes and when it came time to go to college it was like do I study dance in college but what what do you do with a college what do you do with a degree in dance like you know what what do you do with that and the decision to go and study dance in college was really based on, well, this is what I want to do right now. I want to dance now. And um, I didn't necessarily, you know, and people would say, well, what are you going to do with a degree in dance? And I would be like, what are you going to do with it? You know, like I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know All I know <laughs> is that I, that I want to dance. So I'm going to, I'll figure it out. And that's really been my motto for life. Like I will figure it out as I go and I will continue. I am committed to following my joy and for me, joy was dancing for a very long time. I mean, I still love to dance. And when I and as I got closer to graduation, I was like, oh, I want to dance for a company. That is what I want. That's what will bring me joy. So I had auditions, and I got picked to dance with a company. And then I was like, I want to dance in New York City. That's what's going to bring me joy. So then I moved to New York City, and I danced here. And I was like, oh, you know what would really bring me joy? I have more to say than just dancing. I want to move into acting. And so I started taking acting classes. Then I got an agent, and I started doing film and television. So I just have continued to just follow my joy. And, you know, as an actor, as an artist, like one thing I always said to myself was, I will do, because the, a career in the arts is very hard, as anyone knows. And uh, it's you, you, you do it because you love it. And I always said to myself, I will do this for as long as it brings me joy. And there was a turning point when I was kind of starting my business and my business was starting to take off. And I was at an audition and I was like, I have like, I have like emails to get to, like I have, I have money to go make and I'm sitting here at this audition waiting for you to tell me that I can use my talent. I don't like that anymore. You know, all of a sudden the the process of getting a job and procuring a job in the arts was not joyful for me anymore. And that's when I really kind of made the transition out of it. So, so no, the, the long answer to your question is I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing or where I was headed. Uh, I still don't, but I continue to follow my joy and I continue to follow what lights me up and what makes me excited. And, um, you know,
0: so far so good. (laughs) Those have been the seeds though, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people have to understand is the way the journey unfolds doesn't matter. Like what brought you joy, what your passions were, there's a purpose behind that. And it's tying into how you're here to serve and we serve by radiating our joy. We serve by shining our our, our light and our exuberance, and I think that the, the follow your joy is a lot, and I think a lot of people, you know, we've been so conditioned as a society of, like, kind of taming that down, and now it's great that people are finding ways to make um, profit off of their joy, you know, thanks to online yeah. world, and Um, it's interesting because I know you've, like you said, you've been in this path for 10 years. So you've seen how the online sector has shifted. And like I was talking about earlier, like I feel like Instagram is kind of gonna, it's gonna be there, but I feel like it's kind of not going to be as prevalent. Um, after a 40 day sabbatical, what I really heard was like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I know you're really passionate too about um, email lists and your journey of like really being able to share your message through email lists and understanding that those are the people that want to take it a step further than just double tapping on Instagram. So what have you seen with email lists? You know,
1: it's, it's, um, that is a really big conversation that I don't know that I have the, uh, you know, a surefire answer on this one, it's, uh, my husband, uh, runs a, um, a media company that specializes in, in a lot of social media and, and data, but from a big data perspective. So I do get a lot of background information on, you know, what Facebook is doing, what Instagram is doing, mm-hmm. um, what these platforms are doing, where they're headed, how they're growing. And they, you know, Instagram in particular is growing leaps and bounds like every day. So, um, you know, I I do strongly believe that your email list is your, you know, that's your, that's your goals right there. Um, but I don't know how it's going to change. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the young people, you know, I, I was in a meeting um, just yesterday with uh, a bunch of CEOs of very big companies, you know, multimillion dollar companies. And they were talking about the fact that like there are younger people who are working in the company from like, you know, 26 to maybe 34 like, don't ever check their emails. Like they just don't check their emails. So I was like, well, how are you communicating with them? You know? And so, and they're trying to find better ways to communicate with their employees. And mm-hmm. so I, um, I I think for anyone listening who is an entrepreneur, I would a hundred percent say build your email list. I think mm-hmm. you, you can't go wrong. And I, I think, you know, like any sort of investment that you're making, you want to diversify a little bit. So mm-hmm. spend time on a social media that does bring you joy that you like. If it's Instagram, I definitely think Instagram is not going anywhere anytime soon. Like you saw, a very big rise of Snapchat, and now you see a, you know, a decline of it. Mm-hmm. Instagram has only continued to rise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, obviously, Facebook was rising too, and then they had a lot of data breach stuff, and so that's kind of put a little bit of a. Uh, mm-hmm. But Instagram is continuing to rise. How people use it, how people will interact with their people moving forward, you know, it's hard to say. But I, but I can also give you one more tidbit of information from do any kind of ads, um, which we have done, you know, you got to experiment with different kinds of um, paid advertising. Uh, we do advertising on, we've done advertising on Facebook and advertising on Instagram. And even though we will collect leads on Instagram, our Facebook advertising will always convert to sales so much higher. Interesting. And I don't, and I don't know if that's because the audience is a little bit older and more affluent and has more money and they're like, Mm -hmm. they're, they're more there spending time. Um, and like you said, Instagram is like a double tap and a scroll. Uh, but certainly our advertising pays off a lot more in Facebook. So
0: I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, yeah, When I'm talking about the shift of Instagram, I'm just talking about, like you said, like you have, you put it on, you post and then you delete the app. You know, I think Right. there's still that power, but a lot of people are also realizing like how addicted they're, the, the addiction to social media. And again, it goes back to presence. You know, I think Yeah. a lot of people are craving that presence and what the algorithm changes especially if you have like a product based business you know like right. things like that it's just really like I said that's why I think it's really interesting and I know for me I'm focusing a lot more on emails too just because I can I w- I share would. more you know you, you can got, share you've more,
1: got more yeah you've got more control and you you know you land directly in somebody's inbox whether or not they open that's another issue but at least you know you're getting their eyeballs Mm -hmm. Um, and to your point with Instagram, the algorithm, you don't always know what's, you know, what's being served up and based on what, so I still, we, I still am very much building my email. You know, that's like Mm -hmm. something, an effort that we won't ever stop doing, um, Mm -hmm. until email like explodes and doesn't exist anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The explosion of email. Bye-bye. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just with the new year, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing business trends this year and seeing how mm-hmm. things are shifting. So I have my degree in marketing. So I've been like really paying attention to this for like the past 12 years and yeah, being able to see, like, I remember like I had Instagram before it was like Instagram, you know, like I think I did my first post in 2010 and it was yeah, like wow. at a concert or at Disneyland with like a shitty ass filter and like blurry. And I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something right. like that, but Yeah. I I mean, like I said, I'm just really fascinated to see how people um, are working with these tools to really share their medicine and to share their message. And there has been a lot of transformation of of people through Instagram. Like I know just from my own experience, like I get messages every day from about the podcast or Instagram. So I do feel like it's going to, like I said, it's just going to be really interesting to watch and to see and um like even the rise of like audiobooks, I feel like we're 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 becoming auditory auditory too in Yeah, terms definitely. Of hearing things and so is your yeah. book on audiobook?
1: Oh yeah, girl. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I narrated it and actually, well, we were giving away the audiobook for free when you purchased the book, but um it may come back as a bonus. So if you are uh listening or watching this, go check out aaronstutland.com forward slash book and depending on when you listen to it, you know, it'll mm-hmm. come and go. The bonus will kind of, will bring it back and take it away and bring it back a couple of times um, in the
0: next couple months. So it might Amazing. still be
1: so there. But, but you can get it on Audible, even if,
0: you know. The Audible path is the way to go. Most definitely. So I have one more question before we go into these quick ones. I want to know like, what were some of the pivotal game changing moments that really gave you the strength, the courage, the wisdom, and the tenacity to create mantras in motion?
1: Um, I think, you know, I really just am passionate about, um, helping people create movement in their bodies and movement in their lives. And I don't think that it has to be hard. I'm really also passionate about making it easy for people. And I don't mean easy, like, uh, don't do the work, like you don't do the work. But I think doing the work can feel easy and I think it can feel joyful. And I want people to feel that joy in their lives and, and have fun doing it. You know, it doesn't have to be a, it can be, but it doesn't have to be a 30 day Vipassana meditation retreat. It can be that, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that to create that change. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. And so I really wanted to give people um, some really excellent tools that they could use um, on a daily basis to help shift that inner conversation and, and create that movement in their body so that, again, these concepts are not intellectualized and they are physicalized and embodied.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so and now quick questions. What is your current mantra?
1: Well, my current mantra, actually I just put together um, a small video for, for my publisher for Hay House for their audience and it is around resistance. And it is, um, I release resistance. I allow joy to flow. I'm connected to my power and I'm stronger than I know.
0: And so it is. And it is so. That's great. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So what would you say is a really powerful like symbol or like spirit animal totem that you know that reminds you you're right on track? Um, Oh, that's a really good
1: question. You know, for me, it it's, there's not one thing it changes. So I find I'm right on track when I Write about something in the morning, and then I see some sort of reflection of that, like a glimpse, glimpse or glimmer of it that day. So it's not. I don't have one thing like I don't have a totem or an animal or anything. But I, I feel like when I say it or speak it or think it, and then it shows up in some form, whether a sign or somebody says something to me, and then I'm like, okay, yeah,
0: we're on track. Beautiful. All right, what would you say to younger Erin? <sighs> I would tell her that. Um,
1: you are doing great. You are, um, you are more powerful than you realize Mm -hmm. you are more talented than you give yourself credit for and do not under any circumstances, sell
0: yourself short. Mm, Definitely. So what would you say has been like the most profound book that you've read changed your life?
1: I mean, I think the two main books are The Artist's Way was a huge pivot point for me. And then um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay.
0: I, that's like a go-to for me. Like I just go yeah. back to it. That's yeah, a reference she, book.
1: <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she's uh, an angel and uh, she's amazing. And
0: I'm like very honored to be a part of the Hay House family. with the Incredible. Book. Massive. Yeah, I lived in San Diego, so I could feel a lot of that energy from Hay House and Nice. Being Carlsbad, carl's bad and yeah for yeah sure. i just cool. i i'm really grateful for her for really being a pioneer for the well yeah
1: i know i know she really
0: opened up uh, the space for a lot of healing for a lot of people yes amazing so if there's something that we didn't cover that is like itching in your soul to share with the audience of whoever needs to hear this little nugget of wisdom or love or whatever is coming up for you, what would you have to say?
1: I mean, I think we covered a lot of ground here. I would say though that it's um, go for a walk. (laughs) That's what I would say. And I know that sounds really simple, but go for a walk every day, treat yourself to a soul stroll, take yourself out for a walk, get fresh air, move your body, put one foot in front of the other and see what shifts for you use the body that you've been given um in a loving beautiful gentle way as simple as a walk and and truly watch your life transform if you do that
0: Mm, i love that amazing so where can we find you and i've got your tv show you've got your book you've got all these multi-passionate gemini things happening where can we find you
1: You can come to aaronstutland.com and obviously the book, you'll see it there, but you can go to aaronstutland.com forward slash book. Uh, I am on Instagram part of the day, as as I just explained at aaron.stutland. Certainly you can find me there and I do use it. Um, And I do some, sometimes I'll keep it on because I want to do stories, you know, during the day. Um, And I would, and I'm on Facebook as well. You can look at Aaron, Aaron Stutland.
0: Um, Those are the main places to find me. Amazing. Well, congratulations. And thank you for leading the way and showing how it's it can be possible to be a new mama, a goddess panor who's slaying the game, the business professional Mm -hmm. and just someone who really honors and respects themselves and just really allowing yourself to set that that tone and pave the road for other mamas out there who are building their business and doing the work. I just really appreciate you and thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So go check out Erin. She's got all the goods and all the deets. You can check the show notes below for all of her links as well. And we'll be hearing from you soon. Take care. I mean, how incredible is this entrepreneur mama right here? Thank you so much, Erin, for showing up and being here and sharing your medicine. And I invite all of you to go check out Mantras in Motion and understand that you could have the life that you want and it takes the commitment it takes you doing the work it takes you really honoring your body and that's the biggest thing that I've just been learning is like really taking care of my body if I really want to go towards the next up level and before we go I just want to say thank you to everyone who's left a review on iTunes it means the world to me and it really helps bring this message out I mean this is why I do it I I do this work to share the message and after 144 reviews, all of you have all said that, you know, you all love... These, this information and these episodes and the conversations and you've grown so much. And so if you could just take a few minutes and remember to subscribe. And if you leave a review, it really means the world. Let's get to 200 comments. it means mean the world to me. And it just really gets me going and keeps me motivated to share the medicine with you all. And I want to share a recent review that someone left and this is from Kay tropp if i read that right um and she said the sisterhood you're waiting for great editing well made a well-made entertaining spiritual podcast i found this podcast through a deep dive search and so happy i did here in the midwest i'm still finding connections to like-minded women that I can share and celebrate my journey with. So listening to intelligent, driven, and passionate women share their own journeys and insights has been a major blessing. Sabrina and her guests are full of truth that will encourage and affirm you. No matter what walk of life you are coming from, these messages are from you. Whoever left this review, send me a screenshot and email me and anyone who leaves a review at that matter, you can send a screenshot and email me to hello at sabrinariccio.com and you'll get my upgraded free ebook I call Medicine Mornings and it's a guide for you to really align to your highest self so that you can go forth and slay the day away. And again, thank you so much for sharing these conversations and I invite you to have these conversations with your friends and loved ones and... Let's allow the revolution to keep going. I believe we have the power to really anchor in heaven on earth and it starts with us on an individual level. So thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you for sharing your love and showing your love and sending it this way. It really means the world when I'm sitting here editing all these podcast episodes and doing all the research. I do this for you guys. So again, when those little words of encouragement, they really help me and they really get me going. So thank you again looking forward to sharing with you another episode soon in the meantime i invite you just to take care of yourself and honor yourself this mercury retrograde go within get your shit done that you you know maybe you've been brushing aside and really allow yourself to prepare in the northern hemisphere here for spring so make space do some spring cleaning get things done again that you've been kind of pushing off and you'll be amazed on how good it feels I can tell you from experience it just feels so good to take care of you and fill up your cups that we can be in this space of overflow so thank you again for tuning in and I'll be chatting with you all soon take care